Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Romaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Um, always good to be here. We are in, we are studying the epistle to James, the earliest epistle, arguably in the New Testament. Could have very well been written in the early 40s. So we're dealing with with a hermeneutic here, an exegesis here that's very early on in the early church. And we left off last week about bridling the tongue, about it being double-minded, praising at a one side of your mouth and out of the other side of your mouth cursing. There's an old saying uh, from New York City, and now I know where this a lot of sayings come from the Bible, Pastor Michael and Ashuk. There's an old saying in New York, you you might have not heard it, but maybe you did, talking out of both sides of your mouth, right? So that's basically right from the Bible. And then you people say, oh, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. That means that you are obviously being um double-minded, right? Or, or double talking anyway. So what I want to do here is I want Pastor Michael to close out on the tongue, so to speak, which I think is important. And I want to read this from Matthew just for a second, just for a starting point for us. And the Bible says, what goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that's what makes him unclean. Don't you see that whatever enters into the mouth goes into the stomach, then out of the body, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean, but eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. So, Pastor Michael, here you're saying that what Jesus is saying, and obviously obviously, um, James kind of lining up with this, what comes out of your mouth, you can't kind of bring back, right? I mean, so the tongue is... Well, the heart is desperately wicked, but what comes out, definitely you can't take back. So help us with that, Pastor Michael, please. Yeah, the, the Bible tells us that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, when we think about the tongue and we think about the mouth, it is the primary organ of communication. It is the primary instrument using which we communicate with each other, but also portray one's character. So if you want to get to know more about me, you would talk to me and you would uh, perceive what I am saying. You would judge what I am saying. You would discern what I am saying. And a lot can be learned about a man from the way he speaks. Now, the point there is if a man speaks uh, eloquently, speaks spiritually, uh, and uh, says all the right theological doctrines and is able to articulate all the Christian jargon and yet <laughs> live a sinful life and yet live a life of corruption 
and yet with that same mouth do the things that he ought not to do uh, in indulging in the corruptions of the flesh immediately you can tell a lot about that man's character he is he is lying about one he is sinning and so i think that's what james is trying to show us that there is a power to the tongue like a large ship that's uh, driven by strong winds yet the ship can direct itself using small rudders uh, so it's talking about how something so small can have such a huge impact in the direction of the ship and in the same way it talks about how small fires can set the whole forest ablaze it talks about how uh, the you know the tongue is uh, in i think in verse 6 it says the tongue is set among our members staining the whole body setting on fire the entire course of life you know and 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 set on fire by hell which which is to say that because of the impact of the tongue the power of the tongue the central utility of the tongue in communication it becomes of nature the one the dangerous instrument like they say with great power comes great responsibility and so does come great judgment and great consequence and so i think um uh, as teachers we have to be doubly accountable extra careful that in the way and the manner in which we use the tongue and this is something i know as a pastor uh, i can have another member in the church say something harsh to a, you know one of the other members and it would come across a certain way but i could say the same thing and it would have much higher degree of impact upon the individual that's receiving it simply because of the office from which i am speaking and so there is a sense in which we have to understand that a pastor ought to be above reproach and all the more careful that the abundance of his heart is bringing forth the spirit of joy and of peace and of righteousness and not of evil and of sin and of corruption yeah that's a great point i i think that i, I and i think you know there's an old there's an old saying ashuk right think before you speak right <laughs> a lot of times we a lot of times we speak before we think right or we don't contemplate yeah. enough okay i think we're good with the tongue um we want to basically we can maybe end up by saying we should think before we speak and and i think one other thing too if i could add something just quickly you have to know who you're speaking to too i think that's important as as an elder as a pastor you have to know you know there there are some people that you have to be really careful how you speak to them there are some people that you can basically speak you know you can I'll give you another new york saying you can kind of let your hair down a little bit and speak the way you need to speak but being a teaching elder being a pastor in the church you have to kind of know your audience just like you know your audience in preaching so you have to know who you're speaking to um and i think that that comes with contemplation so i always like to ashuk i like to always say let us reflect before we react a lot of times we react first and then we <laughs> and then it's too late to reflect right I I think <laughs> I think they say you never get a second chance to make a first impression, right? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so we wanna uh, we wanna be careful. Okay, I'm gonna turn it over to Ashuk. I'm gonna read uh, 13 through 18, and uh, so, uh, talking about wisdom from above, I guess, demonic. There's wisdom that's demonic. So let me let me just read this and and I'm gonna take the ball and and shoot it over to Ashuk and and have Pastor Michael uh, kind of close us out on what he thinks about these texts. So let me read them. Who is among you is wise? This is uh, 3 and 13, if you guys are following at home. Uh, James, the epistle of James, chapter 3, verse 13. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good conduct, his works, in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not coming down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and, and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruits, without doubting, without hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. There's a lot there, Ashu. Can you help us if we had to write a paper on that? Can you help us write it? <laughs> so, yes. Um, I was reading a book called Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Packer was talking about the wisdom of God, and he was uh, talking about how wisdom of God can't be separated from his actions. And then something suddenly struck in my mind that whenever you look at the book of Proverbs, it doesn't say what does a wise man think so and so or a wise man feel so and so. It always talks about what a wise man does. Wisdom, when we talk about wisdom in our church, in our you know general context, we tend to speak of it as some sort of an understanding or some kind of feeling. Uh, something that is in our mind or in our heads or in our hearts. But every time the scripture talks about wisdom, it talks about actions. It seems to be uh, a fact that James is considered part of the wisdom literatures. It says that if you have wisdom, if you have understanding, hey, listen, it is more than your lofty speech. It is more than uh, what you know to be true. It is rather displayed in your good conduct and in your works of meekness and wisdom. So that's what he does. He takes that, uh, that the truth of wisdom and the truth of understanding, that concept, and gives it a very tangible, manifest reality to it, which goes just hand in hand with everything that was being said before as well. Uh, he says how what comes out of your mouth is a reflection of what is in your heart. Again, something that you believe in that comes out as actions. And he goes to the, uh, you know, it's, this is the other side of the coin. But you can say that you are wise inside, in your mind, and you have understanding. But it's more than that. It, it has to be shown uh, in actions and in works. And the uh, verse 14, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast be and false to truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but as earthly and spiritual and demonic. In the last seven to eight years, 
of being part of a church i and uh, pastor mike here can testify of the number of times that we have had to sit you know sit with others on church discipline uh, where uh, others have had to go through uh, church discipline and you can uh, boil down the primary reason or the simplest reason as to why um, they were in this situation of sin was because of jealousy and selfish ambition when we talk about demonic activity in a church we would think of the, the worst kind right uh, you're talking about spiritual warfare or somebody getting possessed or something like that but no demonic activity seems to be these simple things jealousy mm. selfishness and heart and these things have a hard way of uh, growing uh, and uh, becoming uh, big in your heart and taking you over i i've uh, spoken to mike a few times about this how there are many uh, people in the christian church who have never been taught how to deal with selfishness or bitter jealousy when it first comes to heart how to defeat it how to fight it with the gospel and what happens is because they do not fight it yet they have to keep the appearance of being christian so when we when they meet these people they have to smile at them they have to uh, talk to them normally while holding and harboring bitterness in the heart and over the years because of hypocrisy hypocrisy is like uh, it's like manure or it is like uh, fertilizer to the uh, to the selfishness that is in the heart it grows all the more because of it and over the years people uh end up becoming these you know real manifestations of jealousy and uh, hypocrisy and selfishness in the heart and uh, what we have is a demonic activity in the church basically uh, division in the church destruction in the church but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good of fruits impartial and sincere and you sit through church discipline what you see is it's not pure it is not peaceable nothing is gentle people are not open to reason there is no mercy there is no uh, desire to bear good fruits and a lot of uh, pain is uh, brought to the body of christ because of you know these fundamental things that are never dealt with and and here's something that's interesting a lot of times we we rarely have a situation uh during church uh, discipline or excommunication where a person would say hey i am a very unwise man i am a wild man and i want to walk away from the church that's not what happens people are always arguing their side to the very last second defending their sin right and many a times the arguments are along the lines of how they are wise and we are missing out on the big picture the church of christ is missing out on the big picture but they are wise in their own eyes and james comes here and says are you wise do you have understanding among amongst you well that's not something that is in a deep corner of your heart hidden somewhere but it has to come out in works of meekness it has to come out as good conduct and if you have selfishness and jealousy in your heart you don't have it in your midst yeah that's well said and pastor michael we got about uh 7 minutes left and very well said thank you uh ashuk you know what i noticed about james as ashuk was speaking 
he's not one thing about James. He's not in. He's not a middle of the road guy. I mean, he's on either you are you are in the things of God or you're in the things of the devil. I mean, and he's not. I, I like the way that there's no capitulation, mm-hmm. right? There's no capitulation here, Michael. I mean, he's saying, listen, you are either here or there, you know. Um, and I and I think that, you know, when you talk about, and notice, I, I was thinking, I was looking at the verb. He doesn't say, it, there's nothing wrong with ambition, but there's something wrong it's with selfish ambition. ambition, right, My Pastor Michael? Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to give, I want to, I want, I want you to, um, expound on this, and like I says, we got about uh, five or six minutes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put the ball over to you and give you a chance to exegete this, um, and and then um, and just see um, how you can help us understand from 13 through 18, uh, wisdom from above or wisdom from below. I mean, the James is is not he's not he's not nowhere in the middle of the road here, right. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I think uh, a key verse is verse 14, but where he says, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. Um, I, I, so he's making a similar comparison to the way he used the tongue, where he's talking about uh, people who in their hearts are harboring selfish ambition and jealousy, but are yet very boastful. And boastful in their wisdom, maybe boastful in their knowledge, but which is a false. It, it, it's a uh, it is a false to the truth. It is not what is real. It is a lie. It is a pretense. It is uh, not sincere. Uh, whereas when he, so I really, you know, if I you know, if I were to preach on this text, I would be longing to preach on verse seventeen, because he talks about the traits of wisdom he talks about the character of what wisdom really looks like and he begins with the word pure in fact he says it is first pure so true wisdom begins with purity it's not corrupted it's not coming from a place of hypocrisy it's not made up it's not manufactured by human effort this is pure because it comes from above it is of it. It is of the purest kind, and it is peaceable. It is gentle, and I could take each of those and just think about what that means. So wisdom is peaceable. It's not violent. It's not trying to cause unnecessary discord. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not trying to violently damage you. The actions of wisdom are of are gentle actions and they are open to reason. (laughs) Those are exactly the kind of things you would expect a wise man to have, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial. And again, here we have the word sincere. And and the lack of sincerity is, you know, as as people talk about it, it's, uh, it's so, you know, we've come across so many people in our own church that outwardly appear very humble. In fact, they appear so humble that, you know, for, for people like me and Ashok, we've had flags go off. 
because we see a gap between the outer humility and the character and the person of who they are and we begin to realize that no sincerity is crucial to wisdom uh, openness to reason is crucial to wisdom purity is crucial to wisdom and so the ones who are wise and understanding amongst us are not the people who wear an outer cloak of wisdom who know big words all the time and who who seem to be able to you know handle big conversations all the time those are not reasons to see uh, or um, discern if a man is wise uh, but we find here that wisdom again like the tongue wisdom flows from the heart of a man whose heart is full of the pure wisdom that's given from above of a sincere and impartial wisdom that's given from above yeah that's a great point and we only got a couple of minutes here what's interesting james depicts if you have this special insight then show it in the way you live right, right. if you if you have this like you're saying pastor michael if you have this special insight then you have to show that and and james is going to get into that later with faith without works is dead right i mean but um the if you insist that you uh, you are this wise person it should be tested by the kind of life that you live right and and that's and that's basically an idea of the old testament wisdom right and this is we we believe that this the epistle to james is the new testament kind of proverbs right i mean the new right. testament wisdom literature that we see in proverbs and and things of that nature so man we did pretty good i i'm i'm pretty proud of us um in a in a hopefully in a godly way right it took us an hour for one verse uh last time but we were able to get through the uh, a good part here up to uh, we'll be starting chapter 4 next time but with that I'd like for you guys just to quickly give your emails so if people want to be able to write you or you know ask you about this especially for people listening here or maybe listening via internet so we got about a minute so Pastor Michael and Ashuk give your uh emails any questions or concerns that they can email you guys yeah uh, i think you you can reach me at michaelteddy@gmail.com It's Michael T E D D Y at Gmail dot com. So my email is hi at Ashok dot codes, which is H I Hi at Ashok A S H O K dot codes C O D E S. They're probably gonna uh, email Michael Pastor Michael to say what did yeah. Ashok say? No, I'm like kidding. <laughs> uh, that's a but anyway. Listen, it's an honor. I'm gonna ask Pastor Michael to take us home here. but it's an honor um to be here with Ashuk and Pastor Michael and we will continue we'll be starting the fourth chapter of James next time so Pastor Michael uh take us off the air it's a privilege to do this with you too and uh, god bless all of you who have been listening in we hope that all these conversations will bless you and equip you god bless you this is street talk theology where we take theology bring it to the streets may the lord bless you and keep you in Jesus name Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. 
And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Thank you.